This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Missanelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. All righty, folks, it is time for Mike Unleashed, where I go all over the map with opinions on what's happening in sports and in life. So let's start out with the big NBA news that happened this week, where Damian Lillard was finally traded, and not to the team that many people thought he'd be traded to. Everybody was focused on whether he's going to go to the Miami Heat. Instead, the Portland Trailblazers hold out, do the right thing for their franchise, and make a three-team deal where Dame goes to the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, that is certainly not good news for the Philadelphia 76ers, unless the second part of this deal comes back to the Sixers, and the second part of that deal would be Drew Holiday, because Drew Holiday is a, is a guy who now finds himself in Portland. They're not going to keep him. They're probably going to move him. So Lillard goes to the Bucks. Three-way deal. DeAndre Ayton goes to the Portland Trailblazers. The Phoenix Suns get some depth. Uh, in this situation, and they get a center back. Uh, so uh, let's talk about the Lillard trade. Um, here's the thing. It puts him on the griddle, and we'll see if he likes ball more than he likes locale because the reason why he wanted to go to Miami, let's face it, the reason why everybody wants to go to Miami, it's for the glamour. Now, he would have been a good player there, and they would have been a formidable team, but that was certainly a big part of his equation on wanting to go to Miami. So uh, – I don't know. Does Miami have, a, uh, does Milwaukee have Collins Avenue? I'm thinking they don't. I'm thinking they don't have a South Beach. And I'm thinking Dane may have to bring a really warm winter coat. But he's now with a team that is the favorite to win the NBA title as he pairs up with Giannis Antetokounmpo and maybe Chris Middleton coming back from injury. So that's a formidable team. And they're without question now with Dame Lillard, a guy who can close out games, a guy who can be great in a pick and roll situation and in a two man game, a guy who can make big shots to spread the floor, makes Milwaukee a very formidable team and drops the Sixers now certainly into that second tier uh, in the NBA uh, Eastern Conference. But here's the thing about uh, the Miami Lillard thing. I'm I'm an old school guy, meaning that I really resist being a fanboy for a team. I think I'm an advocate for the fans more than I'm a fanboy for the team. And I want the team to do right by their fans. That's what I've always been in my career. In Miami, they lined up to be a fanboy. They lined up to say, oh, Portland has an obligation to, to deliver Dame to Miami Heat, even though the package is crap. But you have to do the right thing for Damian Lillard and to help our team because Pat Riley here is the sergeant in arms and whatever Pat does has to get – it is ridiculous that people have gotten on board. I got like Dan Lebetard, who usually goes the other way and doesn't become a fanboy, was the leader, was the ringleader of this whole dynamic. But there's a guy down there who worked down there, and his name is Evan Cohen, who's now going to be the morning show host on ESPN National Radio Show. And I, I just want you to hear 
what he had to say about this whole thing. Here's Evan Cohen. I don't really know who he is, but I know he worked in Miami, and I know he spouted this fanboy nonsense for Lillard to be a member of the Miami Heat. Here it is. Listen, I am a Heat fan, yes. I am honored to be on all of the ESPN Wisconsin stations every single morning now as a UW-Madison graduate. I will tell you this, though. I can say two things simultaneously. That I am a Heat fan that is upset today that Dame Lillard is not a, a member of the Miami Heat. But also, the Milwaukee Bucks are a great organization. The Milwaukee Bucks have been in constant communication with Giannis and all of the stories that have been out there by way of the New York Times or everything else. As we know, we've spoken to people who are in and around the Bucks. We're not as surprised as the Bucks. So the Bucks organization is constantly thinking about winning now and winning in the future. And how do they do that? They get help for Giannis right now in the form of an elite top 75 player of all time in Dame Lillard. And why would Giannis look anywhere else? And I didn't think he was ever going to look anywhere else to play basketball when that guy is alongside of him. I do think it's important to note everything that, that Drew Holiday did for this organization and how he acted on and off the floor and how he was in the community and is in the community. And he seemingly is a wonderful guy. But this is why you call this a business and not a family. And you and Brad know Kyle and I can just watch from the outside. Like it's cold at times. And that's part of this. In order to get Dame, you have to give up someone in the, in the form of Drew Holiday that is a heart and soul guy that had the Valley Oop that helped you win a championship. But this is a no-brainer move for the Milwaukee Bucks. They got better today. And hats off to them. That is an unreal move to go get Dame Lillard. All right. There you go. It's embarrassing. It's frankly embarrassing. So uh, the Miami Heat stink. Sorry. And, and Jimmy Butler now is whining. That uh, uh, oh, there's the, the, there should be an investigation of tampering. Tampering? Well, what what is tampering? The Portland Trailblazers wanted to make the best deal for themselves. They got number one draft picks in twenty uh, twenty eight and twenty twenty nine. You know what that means? That means that the Dame Lillard Giannis era in Milwaukee is over, and that they'll stink by then, which makes that first round draft pick very valuable. In addition to they getting a young starting center who once was the number one draft pick in this league, they made a pretty good deal for themselves—a deal that was better than just Tyler freaking Hero and a couple of draft picks. All right, let's close that out. Let's move on to the Ryder Cup. Oh, I love the Ryder Cup. I really get cranked up for the Ryder Cup, especially when it's on American soil. When it's on European soil, not so much. You know why? Because it's been 30 years since an American team won on foreign soil in the Ryder Cup. And in the morning uh, foursomes, and we'll get to this in a second, why they call it foursomes. They got housed. They got waxed. They lost 4-0. All four matches, they lose. It started at 1.30 in the morning. I don't know how many people were up watching it at that point. They're now in the afternoon sessions where they're trying to make a comeback, and he did win a match with Max Homa and Wyndham Clark. But the bottom line is, the Europeans use this as fuel. They use it as grit. When they're on their own soil, they get cranked up like you're getting cranked up to win a basketball game. And the Americans don't. The Americans are decidedly softer. Now, I don't know why. Maybe because the American kids grow up. If you're a professional golfer in this country, you grow up with entitlement. You grow up uh, get learning at country clubs. And maybe the Europeans don't do that. And they have more of a team mentality and a more of a grit mentality. But it's embarrassing to lose. for. And in the, in the afternoon match, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick and uh, his partner, I forget who it is, they're up six through nine. Now, that's ridiculous. 
Uh, if you're playing uh, pro golfers, you shouldn't be down six through nine holes. Something's wrong. You're choking. You're supposed to be a great player. You get down six through nine. All right. But that's not my beef with this whole thing. First of all, uh, let's talk about why they call it foursomes. Doesn't make any sense. The, f- the first matchers, matches are alternate shot. Why don't they call it alternate shot? What the F is foursomes? Well, it doesn't make any sense. Just call it alternate shot. That's what it is. And then they go uh, in the afternoon with, it's called four ball. Now, what sense does four ball make? It's really better ball. So like whatever team gets the better score in the hole wins the hole. What's four ball mean? It's not four ball. It's one ball. <laughs> so like, I, I don't get this golf vernacular. It doesn't make any sense. But uh, I, I love the fact that the Ryder Cup is in Italy. It's outside of Rome at a beautiful course outside of Rome. And so, uh, you know, hang with me here because uh, I heard Italian fans, I'm watching this, I heard Italian fans, when a, when a putt would lip out, I heard Italian fans say, oh, Maron. In America, you hear. Maron. Maron, mommy. But in Italy, you hear, ah, uh, Maron. And also. Minchia, Maron, mommy. Entrare del buco, which is get in the hole. But the Americans can count on one thing. They're going to get waxed again on foreign soil, but at least they'll eat good pasta at night. All right, let's move on. There was a five-foot alligator that wasn't allowed into the Phillies game the other night. Guy brought a a comfort pet. His comfort pet was a five-foot alligator, and they wouldn't let him in because regulations say you can have a comfort dog if if it's registered. Uh, and this guy had this alligator ready. Support for, animal, I think they're called. Animal, yeah, support animal. And and the guy's name, the, the, the gator's name was Wally, as in Wally Gator from the old cartoon. And, and the person who brought it in was Joey Henny. And, um, and Joey got turned away at the gate. No alligators allowed at Citizens Bank Park, which is reminiscent of a 1947 story, uh, or 1945, excuse me, a Cubs fan named uh, William Cianus. Uh, tried to take his pet, Billy Goat, into Wrigley Field for a World Series game. The Cubs denied him entry into the World Series game at Wrigley, and so Cianus put a curse on the Cubs. He put a public hex and a curse on the Cubs for denying he and his Billy Goat entry to Wrigley Field. Well, the curse of the Billy Goat lasted uh, for 71 years with the Cubs drought to win a World Series until they finally broke it in 2016. So hopefully there's no curse of Wally, the five-foot comfort animal. Uh, uh, (laughs) My question is, do you think when he went there, do you think part of them actually thought they'd let him in? I listen. People are. Oh, was this just a stunt? People are odd. These days, uh, they they anything could bring them comfort in the day and age where. We're very sensitive to people's feelings, and uh, you know we allow comfort animals all, all over the place. And what's it called again? Not a comfort animal. Uh, uh, what? What? what you, uh, um, support emotional support emotional animal. Support animal. They, they they have been very la- loose on allowing that for people because we're concerned with people's mental health, and if it helps their mental health, fine. This gator, you, but you can't. 
like a dog. I would go as far to say that a alligator is no, I, you is, can't scare. Serves scare the opposite of that purpose. Man eating, <laughs> yeah, reptile. So uh, that's the bottom line. Uh, I'm just worried about the curse now of Wally. Uh, okay, let's move on. <laughs> Angel Hernandez. Uh, Angel Hernandez made a bad call last night at check swing. I don't think he saw any guest. Uh, because I think this guy fades out. This guy is without question the worst umpire. People say, well, how does he still have a job? Well, he has a job because they've got a strong union. And also that he filed a racial discrimination lawsuit several years ago, which is still pending. So they, they really are, uh, you know, they have their hands tied, Major League Baseball, in, in firing him at this point. Um, and, and his his whole thing was that he didn't get a chance to umpire a World Series game. He filed a racial discrimination suit. Uh, in any event, he, he made a bad call last night. And most people, because they're fans, look at how unjust that situation was. And I look at it differently. A great player like Bryce Harper should not be getting involved in stuff like that, especially because when it's a guy like Angel Hernandez, because all he's doing is giving an insecure umpire a chance to be a big man. And Angel Hernandez took uh, took that up last night by throwing him out of the game. This is why insecure umpires do. They think they, you know, it makes them feel powerful. All right. So my, my beef is, right. This is the last home game. People are there to see Bryce Harper. All right. Uh, I understand he's upset. You're a great player. Great players don't need to snap like that. Just realize uh, it's Angel Hernandez, that bastard. And you walk back to the dugout and you'll get three more at bats in the game. But, you know, to do what he did, he gives the guy a chance to throw him out of the game. And all that does is disappoint the fans. So that's my thing. Now, he winds up throwing a helmet. It turns into a great story because he throws the helmet in the stands. It gets to a kid, and then he autographed the helmet. I get it. But he snaps too much for being a great player. Great players like Tiger Woods when he throw a club. I go, you're already the best player in golf history. You got to throw a freaking club? It doesn't make any sense to me. Like, if you're a mediocre player who depends on an umpire to make your career better, I get it. When you're Bryce Harper, you don't need to do stuff like that. That's all I'm saying. And I know, Darren, you probably look at it the other way, like most fans. Oh, Angel Hernandez. Well, what about Bryce Harper? Just turn and walk away. I agree with you. I think he should have. He does get thrown out. He does get a little too hot too quick. But Angel Hernandez is so egregiously bad at his job. Like Like, if they go to court, if there's a court case to decide whether or not robo umps are going to be part of Major League Baseball, Angel Hernandez is exhibit A for the robo. I get it. I get it. I agree. What's the benefit of Harper doing something like that? What's the benefit? Is it going to change Angel Hernandez from a bad umpire to a good umpire? No. No. So so what's where do you gain? I'm not disagreeing with you there. You you assumed I would be. I'm not. I just can't stand the reaction was like attacking me for saying, listen, I get it. Angel Hernandez stinks. It was a horrible call, but Bryce, you're too great a player to get involved in nonsense like that. Just let it go. All right, here we go. Uh, Let's uh, close out the uh, Mike Unleashed today with with this, Kurt Schilling. Uh, Kurt is uh, getting attacked by uh, a lot of people, uh, including the wife of Jason Veritek who tweeted out, now here, here's what happened. Tim Wakefield and his wife, apparently, uh, Tim Wakefield has a brain cancer and his wife has a, a pancreatic cancer. It, it's so sad story. Both of them uh, are afflicted. Uh, but they didn't want anybody to know about it. 
And so Kurt Schilling, uh, he has a podcast uh, on baseball. But but uh, listen, I, I'm no longer friends with Kurt Schilling. I, I can't can't stand what he's transitioned to. And, and one of the things he's always done is he makes himself the story about things. So he announces without permission that the Wakefields are, and he, he puts it under the guise like the power of prayer and we should pray for Tim Wakefield and his wife because they're suffering from cancer right now. They didn't want that out. And he puts it out, which is totally out of bounds. If you, you need to respect somebody's privacy because he, what he's doing is by putting that out, he's getting attention for himself. Like Kurt Schilling uh, put the story out there, but, and, and that's the way he works. And it's, it's, it's a terrible thing to do. And so Jason Veritek's uh, wife uh, put out, uh, she said, uh, fuck you, Kurt. That's not your place. Uh, and I have to agree with her. Um, so, uh, again, uh, this guy keeps uh, – and you wonder why he, he doesn't get these Hall of Fame votes, and probably he should. But he, he, he rubs so many people the wrong way. That, like he's, he, I don't know what is inside his brain. I, I really don't. I can't figure out the guy who I once nor- knew as a normal guy. Darren, your thoughts? I think it's absolutely despicable what he did um, because he knew what he was doing. He's no dummy. He might be – Really, uh, he might be really out of left field sometimes on his opinions and thoughts, but he's no dummy. I think it's disgraceful. I, you know, because I know a lot of people uh, that deal with cancer, deal with certain life issues, and it's 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 awful to me to think that he knowingly he had to know they didn't want it out there. There's no question about that. And now, you know, they're going to be asked a million questions about it. They become a story. It's bad enough and difficult enough to deal with something like that as it is without having to be asked about it and be and have it be part of the pub of the public, uh, you know, knowledge about them. So I, I think it's just a horrible thing what he did. It's unforgivable as far as I'm concerned. All right. That uh, ends uh, Mike Unleashed for today. Everybody have a great week. Go Phil. Thanks for listening to the Mike Bissonelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.